right y'all welcome back to bitches love brunch this is your co-host courtney and this is kiana and we are on episode 20 y'all we've been rocking for a minute 20 episodes deep i think we're on a good run i think we are too i mean despite the fact that we I skipped last week. It wasn't Courtney's fault. It was my fault. It's <laughs> a solid run. But we're here now, and nobody has to know. So, here we are. Um, so, this week, you know what? I'm just, I'm just, what are we starting with this week? I don't, you know, the topic that we're discussing has me all out of sorts. So, I'm just a little all over the place. But, um... After so a long we weekend, with, you just gotta... Yeah, after a long weekend, a couple weeks of not recording, um, yeah, we getting back into the flow of things. Courtney so, about to let shit rip. I am. <laughs> I am. I'm glad you can feel that in my spirit. Um, so, we normally kick off with uh, what we're drinking. We're going to pass the mimosa. Okay. And I guess there are no mimosas to pass because <laughs> neither one of us are drinking. So, womp womp. I'm drinking. It's just not alcohol. Yeah. I don't know what's been going on. I drank enough this weekend. Oh, my gosh. Um, this past weekend for Memorial Day. I will be drinking immensely this coming weekend. I'll tell you all about that later. Um. So, I think I'm just kind of... Put my body on chill mode for a minute. Can we talk about how the bounce back is not what it used to be? Honey. Um, I got taken out of the game for half of a day. Um, I also was prescribed Pedialyte, bananas, and some Gatorade. And I was just like, who the fuck am I? And how did I get here? I will say... You know what, though? I think I'm different because I have not ever, like, had huge hangovers, even at OU. Mm. And in my later years, it has more so been about knowing what works for me. (laughs) So, like, I don't drink vodka anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Off the table. Dark liquor does it for me. For a while, as Kiana knows... I was not taking shots. Like, for years, I went a long time without taking shots because the next day I would be tore up because for some reason I thought I could take 11 shots of whatever in one night. It's not possible anymore. <laughs> I can't do right. that. Right. Like, we can't do and that still anymore. Function. We used to. There was a glory day when we we would pregame and still go out. Like, I will never have to pre. I don't ever have to pregame again. <laughs> oh, see, that's the part I enjoy. It's just, it's too good. If I By the time then I'm I don't out, drink when I'm out. You know what? It depend. It also depends on where I am because when I pre-gamed in LA, I didn't make it out. <laughs> so, but we were also in LA. So interpret that however you want. <laughs> there was a lot more than just drinking going on. Neither here nor there. So, we are not drinking this week. Um, I believe now, Kiana, if you want to give us the good news that apparently quite a few people need to hear. (laughs) 
this week. Okay, so the quote for this week um, comes from none other than I just think it's going to be, a, I'm going to call it a, a, a Negro spiritual proverb or a, a Negro proverb. Um, and it's called, what goes around comes around. <laughs> bitch. No. No, not bitch though. Oh my God. <laughs> right. I'm so excited for this to. episode just because I want to hear you go off. Because you know, this is not my group of favorite people anyway. I always take off on them. So I'm pretty chill. So this is going to be great. Well, I'm excited for this because it just blew up today. So it's not often that we get to talk about things in the moment. Right. Um, so that's one reason that I'm excited about it. Because Kiana and I were texting earlier and I hit her up like, you know, what you want to talk about this week? Because, you know, we had a, um, a few suggestions. First of all, thank you to um, our listeners and followers that... Um, gave us some suggestions yeah, on you. topics and what you guys want to hear from us. Um, so be looking forward to that. But I was like, you know, what you want to talk about? And by the time Kiana responded, she was like, oh, we can talk about Roseanne. <laughs> Absolutely. I was like, I was like, yep. And there it is. It's like, bring her to the podium. So we're just going to bring her to the chapel. Right. right. Take it to the altar, whatever you need to do. <laughs> okay. So, Courtney, how about you I'm gonna, um, rehash what actually like happened? So, I'm going to do that, but I want to preface this with, um, as you all know, or may know by now, you know, Roseanne, the sitcom, um, has been canceled. Let me first say that I loved Roseanne. If you know me, then you know that I still continue to watch reruns of Roseanne. I used to think that the show was hilarious. Um, I have always recognized, though, that my love for the show was not really necessary, was not always necessarily around Roseanne herself. She wasn't my favorite character. Mm -hmm. um, her sister, Jackie hilarious and so when I found out that they were rebooting the show I was geeked I was like send it back I'm here for it it was like the greatest thing since a different world for me like <laughs> it was up there <laughs> between like Golden Girls the Cosby show different world you know all those sitcoms late 80s early 90s shows like Roseanne was up there did I say girlfriends or did I say Golden Girls because I definitely meant Golden Girls you said Golden Girls but whatever the, okay <laughs> whatever the case Roseanne was in like my list of top favorite shows so I was super excited with all that being said though I have not been keeping up I watched the premiere which was like a two episode premiere and maybe one other episode which I tried to catch up on just last week and still in now I knew that Roseanne was going to take a different approach she was going to take a more conservative approach and so I knew that she was going to be a Trump supporter on the show um so I was a little leery about it but I was like if anybody could do it Roseanne could do it because this is what her show was based on before like middle class, working class, white family really having to work for every dollar that they earned, right? So she's, so I, okay, so I'm, <clears throat> I wasn't adamant, um, Roseanne fan. She's always been conservative on her show. 
No, she has been liberal. Oh. But she has always done things and her jokes have always been in such good taste. I mean, she touched on a lot throughout that show. She touched on um, prejudices. She touched on, I believe, abortion. She touched on a lot, like very touchy subjects for that time. She was doing a lot of what a lot of um, shows were doing at that time, but from the white working class perspective. Um, So it was pretty genius at the time. So to hear that she was coming back and trying to do this conservative kick, I was like, okay, if anybody can do it, Roseanne can do it, but a little leery, right? Like, let's just see how this goes. New Roseanne comes out. Everybody has returned. Jackie clearly was or is a um, Hillary supporter, so her and her sister were going back and forth about this. Roseanne has a black granddaughter on the show. Like, they're pulling out all the stops. Here we are on, <laughs> what is today, Tuesday, May 29th, and we get word that Roseanne has been canceled. <laughs> the bitch did not last long, okay? Did not last long. No, because didn't she just get renewed for like a new, because like the show had came back and then I heard she got renewed and then now it just got canceled. Yes. She had got renewed for the second season, but Roseanne decided to take to Twitter and make a comment about um, President Barack Obama. About our father. (laughs) About our father. (laughs) Um, One of his aides, Valerie, I cannot think of her last name in the moment. I don't know why it's slipping my mind, but I will find it. VJ, because that's which that's how she referred to her. Um, but she took to Twitter and pretty much said, and I quote, "If Muslim Brotherhood and Planets of the Apes had a baby, equals VJ," referring to this black woman. Mm-mm-mm. And she must have forgot that her boss <laughs> was a black woman. <laughs> Channing Dungy immediately was like, Roseanne has been canceled. (laughs) (laughs) Good day. (laughs) We're done here. Um, And what I don't know if most people know is that Wanda Sykes was a a writer on the show. Oh, I didn't know that. for For the reboot. And she, like I guess hours before... Hours before they canceled the show, put a statement out on Twitter saying that she would not be returning to Roseanne on ABC. But I guess Wanda must have gotten um, wind of the tweet prior to ABC, and she decided to leave and take her talents elsewhere. So Roseanne was getting dropped left and right. Mm. Now, I don't... Now, you follow... um, you follow Amanda Seals, don't you? I do. Did you see her post about Roseanne? Now, um... Getting canceled? I did, but she has a lot of... I mean, a lot of her videos have a lot of follow-up with dialogue. I haven't listened to them yet. But I'll go ahead and okay. do that right now. Go ahead. 
So, <laughs> if you're listening and if you have not seen this already, and I may go ahead and post it on our page um, for the laughs, but Amanda Seals, and I don't agree with everything this woman says, but she had me dying because, and she even said that she had time today. She did a whole um what she thought to be a reenactment of how Channing Dungey responded to the um <laughs> to hearing to uh Roseanne's tweets. It was hilarious. Like, how dare you think that you would be able to say something like this and get away with it? And then try to pawn it off as a bad joke. But you she know apo- what? she deleted the th- that's a case of white people thinking that certain black people are the exception. Like, oh, I can say this blanket statement about black people, but my black friend, that does not apply to you. Or my black boss, that doesn't exactly. apply to you. That's where that exactly. is. That's where that gets your ass, right there. Exactly. She went on, she deleted the tweet, and then went on to say she apologized to Valerie Jarrett, um, that is her last name, Valerie Jarrett, and to all Americans and said it was a bad joke and she should have known better. She shouldn't have known. I mean, here's the thing. What she said, like, it's too late. We know that that's how you feel, Roseanne. Like, (laughs) let it go. You should have known better to think that you could say that and then get away with it. Like... But again, that's that white woman privilege, thinking that you are hiding behind your white man as well and you can do everything that they can, Donald Trump, and get away with it. Mm. And Channing uh, Dungy was here to tell you, not today, not on my watch, not ever. (laughs) You can go ahead. Like, that woman clearly did not think twice about it. Like, I don't even think she consulted with somebody. (laughs) Like, because she didn't It was nothing to. to consult about, like... You can't work for me. <laughs> you cannot you can. work for me with that type of mentality and releasing those type of statements. Like, you're a representation of me. And I think that that's a struggle, too, especially for white women. And it's just like, at this point, you got to realize who's the horse and who's the jockey. You work for me, Roseanne. Right. I write your check. And I take it back. So, before, <laughs> I brought you before, in the and I take and it back. Take That's a cancel check. Void it, whatever you got to do. Take it back. Don't cash it. Do not pass go. <laughs> do not collect $200. So, before I move on and get into um, a few more details, I want to hear what your reaction was. Well, when I yeah. saw it, well, first off, I did not know that Roseanne was a racist. And apparently this has been going on for a while and that she's a, she's been a Trump supporter. I just don't pay attention to Roseanne. Like, when the hell am I really paying attention or I'm checking for Roseanne, right? So I'm like, Roseanne gets right. canceled. And so I look and I was just like, and rightfully so. <laughs> like, I just don't, <laughs> right. I don't, I don't understand what will make her think that saying these things um, was appropriate and then to I mean as I'm as I'm working and um like the news unfolds and I realize that the is she the CEO the black woman what is she what is her, her position yeah I just didn't know that she was running ABC and so I was just like oh and even more reason why you shouldn't open up your fucking mouth you know what I'm saying it was just confirmation after confirmation and I was just like you you have to be disgusted 
you have to be disgusted in yourself. Like it's you are embarrassing. You are literally embarrassing that your old ass can't control your mouth on Twitter. You shouldn't even be on Twitter. Yeah. And then on top of that, the one thing I was saying before I found out it was this black woman who was running ABC was like, you know, it's great that somebody stood up and held this woman accountable because let's be clear. A lot of these statements are coming from people that y'all work with on their Twitters and things like that. People are going through this every day and nobody holds those people accountable. And furthermore, it doesn't have to be this big, bigoted statement. It could be microaggressions. It could be these different things that we never hold white people accountable for. And I'm glad that there was a black woman who was in charge and was able to tap that ass where it hurts, in your pocket. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it was it was interesting because I ain't never been checking for Roseanne. So I was just like, damn, what happened? <laughs> I'm just Because I didn't watch the reboot and... My age, I really didn't watch a lot of Roseanne growing up. Mm-hmm. So she just wasn't one of those characters that I was like, oh, I can't yeah. wait until this comes back up. But, I mean, what she said was disgusting. And about a president of the United States, he's a living president. Like, that man still deserves respect. And granted, we dragged Donald Trump, but his trash ass deserves to get dragged because he drags other human beings. Obama doesn't. You know what right. I'm saying? So it's just like, I was just, I was like, it's just, it's despicable. And, and and I'm happy that it happened because it lets white people know, like, we keep telling y'all that racism exists. We keep telling y'all that these people keep getting killed. We keep telling y'all that there's people who still are getting hung, which makes no fucking sense. Right. We keep telling y'all that this stuff keeps existing. And now we're going to bring another one of y'all to the forefront because it doesn't escape your pay grade. Like, it don't matter how much money Roseanne has, she's a racist. Right. So and the crazy thing is is that this is this is not new of Roseanne. Um and when I was watching Amanda Seals her her IG story, um she hit me to something which I didn't know. But apparently Roseanne, I can't remember when this was. I don't know if um if Amanda Seals mentioned this, but she did a photo uh, dressed as Hitler and pulling Jewish... What? Jew... Supposed to be Jew cookies out of the oven. What? And when I saw that, I was like, Roseanne, you've been asking for it for years, baby. You caught the right one today. You've been asking for it for years. Wow. Yeah. I don't even know how and I was watching her show knowing that she was that kind of person. Right. And and like I said, I did not know because I think I'm like I'm the type of person in some instances where I'm able to separate the two. So like the majority of what I've known of Roseanne has been of the show. I don't know Roseanne as a person. You know what I mean? She's not somebody like, um, I I don't even know who to throw out there, but it's also a different time too. I was going to say that now you actually know somebody's life. We didn't know their lives. Celebrities, we didn't know their lives then. So, and and not that I'm excusing it, but now that I do know, <laughs> like that that stuff just doesn't that just doesn't fly. And there was there was no conflict about it for me. Like this wasn't Nas. 
<laughs> this wasn't this wasn't like oh we need to get this woman some help type of thing no you made a statement that you clearly believe um and you gotta go what's unfortunate though is that a whole slew of people are now out of jobs thanks to her right and you and she didn't think about that prior to the ironic thing though is i think of the cast roseanne was the main one not working (laughs) so roseanne was the main one that needed this like John Goodman has been doing movies. Uh, David has been on Big Bang Theory. Darlene has been on Big Bang Theory. Yeah, her uh, husband stay in a movie. I even forgot about yeah, him like, as Roseanne's um, husband. Now he's just like a full-time right. actor in movies. And he was prior too. And that's what Roseanne forgot is that I think she's only capable of playing Roseanne. Like, yes, she's a comedian, but in terms of. Is being she? an actor and doing movies. <laughs> even know that. <laughs> yes, that's how this like all got started. Roseanne was is a comedian. Like, and maybe that's what she was still doing. She was out here still doing shows, but Jackie was still out here collecting checks. I should probably know these people's real names. I can't remember them off the top of my head other than John Goodman, but <laughs> new Becky was out here working. I would say between the old Becky, so for those of you that don't know, there were two different Beckys, like there were two different Ambivs. Um, but between old Becky, Roseanne, and DJ, the youngest child, they weren't really, at least that I know of, I haven't seen them places. Everybody else been collecting that check. But you got to think about the writers that are now out of a job. Right, right. Like, people, mm-mm. People weren't having it. But I will say that the young lady who plays her black granddaughter, um, actually, I don't know if it's the one that plays her black her black granddaughter i apologize but um one of the young ladies she did put out a statement and said that she applauded um essentially applauded channing dungy and wanda sykes and she felt empowered by them because it just shouldn't be tolerated it should not be tolerated she was like we don't do bullies we're not doing that and i'm like here we are again i'm i'm very prayerful and hopeful about this next generation the the young the youth that are getting ready to vote like because they're not playing no games either they're not those, here for the bullshit i call those the yara shahidis that's their generation yes. they're about to yes. put all of our work to shame or lack thereof um they are about to change the game absolutely change the game but that's that's the, the sad that she's come. like that i mean you that man has just evoked so much confidence in people who would have never felt comfortable doing this had it been, you know, even like three or four years ago. But let's be clear, like, this just didn't start with Trump. It started when we elected Obama. They literally could not fathom the thought of a black man running the United States. So it started then. Um, He just has brought more so of it out to the forefront than it was before with Obama, but we still heard those comments about about them while doing his presidency. Right. We did. So, um, white people are just at an all time, like, they're, they're, they're just, they're in their fuck up bag. They in their bag right now. <laughs> they are. <laughs> and I really just wanted to, like, call <laughs> this episode because you know, the second topic that we're going to. 
in a minute, but I really just wanted to title this like white women ain't shit. White women fucking up this week. But that's the thing. That's I've been saying that. I was just like, you know, and I hate when Amanda Seals does this. When she be like, I be knowing, I be knowing. But I've been saying like, white women not for right, us. Right. They're not for us. Like, I don't understand how many times we have to say this. And granted, there are exceptions. There are people. But I'm starting to get to the point, too, that there's, like, white people that I associate myself with and that claim to care about me. And I have to challenge them to be like, if you care about me, then you would defend me not when when I'm not around. You know what I'm saying? So me going into the country or going into y'all neighborhoods and there's Confederate flags, places that you know I'll be, if that bothers me and that bothers other people that look like me, and you, and you claim to care about that person, then you need to ask that person to remove that because you have people that are in your... Like, you really have to be an right. ally. Don't claim you care about me and not and not stand up for me when it's the time to do so. And the time to do so is when I'm right. not around. Like, don't be doing it just because it's cool or it's the trend thing to do. Like, to your point, I saw somebody... I can't remember what it was, but I saw somebody posting about something and was just like, oh, I was looking at somebody's comments and they're like, but I respect you, you know, as a person like you and I have never had any issues that that is isolated to you and that person's relationship. That's not what we're talking about here. You know what I'm saying? Like if if you are truly an advocate, if you are truly an ally your support and advocacy does not rest and rely just on me, how I act. Know that there are many other people of color, many other marginalized people that look like me, that are very similar to me. Like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not a unicorn. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. am I, and I'm, I am black. I am right. okay. Right. Like, <laughs> you know and there are other like, people out here like this. So I hate when people say, like, but I've never shown you anything but respect. We've always had a good relationship. Like, you know, we've never had any beef and we get along because I'm black and you're white or whatever. Da, 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 da. No, baby, it doesn't work like that. I'm not talking about just the interactions that you have with you and I. I'm talking about the interactions, like you said, when I'm not around and you still have that prejudice notion. If you see, if you were to see this tall black man walking down the street and you instantly grab for your purse or something. No, when you see that black man or when you see that other black woman, I want you to think of me. Think that they could possibly be how how you perceive me to be. Like... We're not unicorns out here. And, you know, another thing I saw today, too, and it was, what was it saying? It was, like, racism is not a self, like, given term. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't get to call yourself racist or non-racist. Like, people don't get to call themselves annoying or not annoying. Like, that's what other people think of you, and you can't take that away from them. So if I'm like, you're fucking annoying, you be like, I'm not. And I'm you like, are, but clearly you annoy me. me you don't have no choice but to be annoying because you, you annoy me. Like, uh... But you can't tell me whether or not you're a racist or not. Like, I get to decide that you're a racist. You don't get to decide that. So... I don't give a fuck about what y'all say. I feel like this is very sensitive considering the conversation that we just had off the recording in terms of your annoyance. Oh. <laughs> I just feel like that that was um, very no, recent. No, truly. Like, mm, somebody been annoying Kiana. But anyway. 
So, so maybe I have, maybe I'm more exploded in that part. We thought, I thought Courtney was going to get on here and just go off. But yeah, you just, you don't get to pick how people perceive you. That, that is indicative of the actions that you give and how they're going to tell you how they feel about them. And if you so happen to be a racist, you're racist. And if you show those racist actions, I'm going to call you racist and you don't, you are not exempt from that racist term or that racist title because you have one black friend or you get along with me. It doesn't work like that. Um, and I, I always try to be mindful, like, nobody wants to call you a racist as much as nobody wants to be on exactly. the end of racism. Like, nobody wants to be called the N-word. Nobody wants to be marginalized. Nobody wants to feel like, nobody wants to purposely feel excluded. So I don't want to call you a racist. So don't do the shit. And that's another thing, like, I think Trevor Noah has said it because um, somebody had went to jail, I forgot in what country. Somebody went to jail for being racist. Like, she called the police, like, the N-word, like, 50 times. Like, five times is enough, but 50 right. times? So they arrested her, and he was saying that, um, like, I, I, don't, I don't want to be on the receiving right. end of this. <laughs> I, I don't want you to call me the N-word, but somebody has to hold you accountable. And- to be very clear to be very clear racist is not a term that y'all can take back you know how people out here trying to take back the n-word bitch whatever it is racist ain't a term that y'all can take back white people it is not for you to have (laughs) you are the majority by definition you cannot say that somebody is being racist towards you let it go move on Get off your high privileged ass horse. Like I'm just not here for it. Right. That that's not a term for you to use. I'm <laughs> You can't tell me that I'm being racist. No, it's 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 <laughs> by, and then, by definition, like that's what I'll be trying to tell people before you remember it was like words mean things. Like being a racist has a definition. I don't fit what's in that definition. You right. can't call me that. Right. And I got that from from this, well, not got that from, but, like, I got on that tangent a little bit from, uh, I was looking at the comments on, I think it must have been one of the outlets that shared uh, the stuff about Roseanne, and people were going in, like, people were pissed, like, Freedom of speech, this, freedom of speech, that. If you cancel Roseanne, you have to cancel the... Oh, but we can't kneel. You, you know that's where kneel. I was about to go. But we can't. They kneel. were like, if you cancel Roseanne, you have to cancel the View because on the View is um, there are quite a few liberal co-hosts on the show, um, and they say quite a few things about Donald Trump or whatever. But they're like, freedom of speech, this, freedom of speech, that, and I'm like, y'all, this is the definition of racism because y'all love to use shit when it is convenient for you. Now, over the last, what is it, two years now, that Colin, because I know him, like, on a first-name basis, <laughs> um, that right, Colin has that. been without a job for a silent protest, that man never even really said what he was doing. He was just kneeling. But when somebody asked, he had to let them know, I am protesting for... Um, 
the injustices done by police to black men. Not the flag. Not the anthem. Not the flag. And he was not doing anything disturbing. (laughs) He was literally just kneeling and not saying anything. But all of a sudden, Roseanne wants to call somebody a character off of the planet of the apes and it's freedom of speech. Bitch, where? You know, I was looking at Amanda Steele's story. One part of the story I did not agree with. I, you know, I take Amanda Steele with a grain of salt. But um, there was a photo she had posted, and it was so powerful to me. Like, it was a guy leaning down in the plantation. Like, he was tired, and a white man was behind him and said, get up. Oh, yes, And I then it was that. a black man sitting at, yeah, at the, um, like, a counter at a diner, and a white person was behind him, like, get up. And then the black guy was kneeling on the side of a football mm-hmm. field and the white man was like get up and it's just like it's nothing that when it comes to us y'all it, it's so blatant that it that people don't care about us like from me being inside of work meetings and them dismissing you know the african-american experience and and providing more for white students than they do black students like i'll say it like and then from these kids and, and, and let's be clear, they not only they not only do not care about black people, they don't care about poor white people right. either. Let's not get it not. twisted. So they, they, they're literally letting people walk in the fucking school and shoot up kids. You think they give a fuck about y'all? They don't. They're not they doing don't. anything about they it. They don't. But then the, same, and then the same thing is like y'all marching for that, and I get that those kids need to feel safe. I do not take that back. From one second from them. But gun violence is gun violence. And y'all sitting here shooting innocent black men with no weapons and walking these white into men jail. who are mass murderers into a fucking jail. Not once have you lifted your hand and said that you felt in danger. That man has a gun. He just assassinated people. The, those black people don't. Cold gun violence is gun murder. violence. And it's like. We have to understand, and I don't know how many times we have to make this clear, but they, the majority, they don't care. They don't care. And I know a lot of people don't think that they're, like, higher up, like Donald Trump or not in the same pay grade as him, but you middle-class white folks perpetuate those yep. same things in y'all everyday lives. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it trickles down. Like, they don't care about us. They don't. And it, it is so, it has become so blatant that it's blinding. Like, the more blatant it becomes, the more they refuse to see it. And, but I will say this, like, it it may be moving at a snail's pace, but the time is coming. Like, because people, 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 like, the blood is boiling. Like, I am literally, so I know, no, maybe this wasn't last episode, it might have gotten deleted, but, um... I say that I normally don't have the TV on when I rec- when we're recording, um, and I don't know why I chose to leave it on today. But as Kiana knows, um, I don't have cable or anything, so I just have like this basic um, antenna type TV. Well, not the TV, but you know, type of station. <laughs> right. I don't. Have, we're not going that far. It is a nice little flat screen smart TV, but um, at nine o'clock every day. Sunday through Saturday, this particular station that I have, of the few stations that I have, from 9 to 11 plays Roseanne. 
I looked up because the show that is normally on during the day is currently on. And I was like, wait, what time is it? They have cut Roseanne. People are not playing. Like, Roseanne Roseanne got the boot from ABC, from her talent agency, and and other, um, clearly other outlets in a matter of hours. I would say in a matter of 12 hours. We're not playing these games anymore. this This is what people are missing. Like, Roseanne is the Republican. We can disagree on political ideology all day long, whether you want taxes to be higher, where you want right. them to be lower, how, you know, where you see where your money's going to your cities, how you want the government to work in terms of being ran, whether it be a big government, small government. Like, we can disagree on that, and that is what makes you a Republican. You saying racist-ass shit, you comparing African-Americans to fucking apes, stuff like that, that is not, that does not make you a Republican. That makes you a and racist. And I will not... I don't care that you're and a Republican. And I will not give you a platform I care that you're a racist. to continue those racist shenanigans. What do I look like? I mean, that's that's what we were doing with R. Kelly. That's what we were doing with anybody else that we're talking about canceling. Is The point is, we're not giving you platforms to spew this type of hate. We're not doing it. And we just waiting. Like, the, the clock is literally just ticking. I Like, I'm over here like... Can Trump please be next? Looking at my watch. Like, let's go. Girl, he was here all day today. Let's go. But, um... Here we are. Here we are. And in more white women bullshit... (laughs) (laughs) Y'all are on a roll. Like, I know that y'all always... Right. We y'all feminists that right. I know y'all see y'all sisters acting up. Y'all supposed to be supporting y'all because I don't see y'all calling them out. Us. So which side y'all? I on? don't see you calling none of these you know, people y'all out. Quiet. Like I, I want to see you come with it with Roseanne and now Barbecue Becky <laughs> because we're not doing it. I'm gonna go ahead. I just want to say that that lady had a rough few days and she deserved all of them. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and let Kiana Still kick off Barbecue be Becky because I've, I've said enough about Roseanne. I'm like, I'm not even disappointed about Roseanne. Anyway, go ahead to Barbecue Becky. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, fact check me in case I'm wrong because it's been like a week right. or two. So it was in, um, where was it? Is it Burbank? Uh, Oakland? Oakland. Yes, they were in Oakland. Black ass <laughs> Oakland. <laughs> Oakland is black as fuck, for, for, for just to say that. But they're in black ass Oakland. And apparently, there are, you know, we doing what we do. Summertime has come on by Will Smith. You know, when you hear summertime on the radio, right. it officially is summertime. So I'm sure it happened. And, you know, some black people have decided to have a cookout. And they are kicking it. And what happens is Becky, I don't even know if that's a real I name. I don't know and I don't she care because we know them. who we talk about. <laughs> right. She decided to call the police to break up the cookout. So I'm not sure what she assumed a cookout would have been why she had to call the police. Like, if if the music was too loud, like, you could have politely asked, like, can y'all turn out your music, even though they're in a public space. And I'm sure it wasn't, like, quiet hours. So, like, although I can't just, I don't understand what would make her think, like, are they 
is it a seance? You know what I'm saying? Like these, all these black people out there dancing. <laughs> is it, you know, like are they orchestrating spells? Call the police. Like, what did you really think was happening for you to call the fucking law enforcement? Call law enforcement on these people. So at a bar. She called them because she claimed that they were in a zone of the park that they could not be using a charcoal grill. So she was trying to report them. Okay. <laughs> which, in fact, she so was. Do she, she work for the which park? Which, in fact, she was um, incorrect. Did she work for the park? No, no, Kiana, we know. <laughs> no. Just, just a, just a just regular, a regular ass, regular ass white woman. A regular schmegler, degler ass broad. You don't even work for the park? Why is that your business? Why you care? Like. It's kind of like the people who don't want to give you that extra ketchup and the yes. job. Like, is that coming out your check? Really? Why do you why, care? Why do, you, why do you care? And so they spent, I can't remember how, because I watched the video of the other white woman calling her on her shit and telling her, like, get off the phone. You're calling because they're black. Like, stop the bullshit. Um, and we actually, this wasn't something that we necessarily planned on talking about, but we did get some feedback from a listener or Instagram follower about wanting us to talk about the implications of, as we (laughs) so lovingly know her now as Barbecue Becky and women like her in society. Um, and like Kiana said, I feel like we have talked about this a lot, like, there are feminists, and then there are white feminists. <laughs> you know what I mean? And how Amanda Seals <laughs> likes to put it like, there are white people, and then there are people that happen to be white. <laughs> and the difference is, like, there are white people who are just completely blinded to their privilege. And then there are white people that happen to be white who are a little bit more aware those who can, you know, genuinely advocate and openly stand up for injustices and whatnot. So, I guess to go in a little deeper, Kiana, I want to hear from you, even though I think we have covered this in some ways, just kind of randomly, but, like, what you feel those implications are of people like Barbecue Becky and other white women or white people like her. I think that if you are falsely accusing somebody of a crime that they aren't committing, and it's, I think there should be some implications for you. Like, I feel like you should, I don't know what we call it, like, they shouldn't be on probation, but like, you got to get a ticket. Like, if you call me out here to to take away from time that I could have been allocating towards a real crime that's going on in the street just because you want to be a bigot like you need to be fine for that right I really believe that the same way like if people like if people are when people are always talking about because these are the same people too um, the same group of people like oh well they need to be you know if, if a woman cries rape and a guy didn't rape her she needs to be held accountable y'all need to be held accountable for these false false ass yeah. accusations that's that's very valid um because then you're wasting my taxpayer dollars. 
Like you out here calling the police. Right, we're paying for these services. You got him come. You got police officers coming out here, putting people's lives in harm's way. That to me, that's the bottom line of what the implications are of people like Barbecue Becky, because our risk is even more heightened. That's how I see it, because. Exactly. It's like you calling what could be a death sentence exactly. for a lot of people. And, and the thing is, I already don't need that because I could easily, I could easily be pulled over for um, a rolling stop at a stop sign. I could be shot down in my backyard for pulling out my cell phone or just having a cell phone in my hand. I don't need you to call the police on me because it's already happening. Like, if if you really just wanted us gone at this point, you could just let it happen because it's already happening. So to me, the implication is that our risk is just being heightened even more, like two times, five times more. And it's and it's unnecessary. They don't want us to be here. That that literally is like I'm out. I'm out. I'm having a good time. I'm not breaking the law. It's not like it's a ton of people smoking weed like they didn't they didn't, they didn't commit any crimes. You know what I'm saying? They literally out there enjoying themselves, listening to their music. I can't exist in the same space that you do. Like, you literally just don't want me here. And as many times as I told y'all before, we don't want to be here. If we could go to Wakanda, we would. (laughs) Right. Okay? We don't want to be here just as much as y'all don't want us here at this point because... No, no, I was just going to say, and for me, like... I want to be clear that it's not that I don't necessarily want to be here, but I don't want to be here living like this. If this is going to be the life, like if I'm going to have to be like, if, 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 if my nerves are going to have to be on 10 constantly, like, because no, like gone are the days of being nervous about driving while black and that just being it. And just knowing that you're, 10 times more likely I'm just throwing a number out there so don't nobody try to go fact checking me but like 10 times more likely to get a ticket than a white person it's that and am I gonna make it home and like and I think the other side of white women like Becky I I really want to figure out her name but (laughs) she doesn't deserve a name at this point um the other implications about Becky is just like it's it's continuously taking that step back and I think from at least from the marginalized community because at every point when we're looking for that that one little morsel that one little hope of advocacy and genuine advocacy you it gets stripped away it's like you know, ahead five steps, you can have, you know, the women's march, you can have all of those things. But when white women like that start to show their asses, because who's to say that somebody like her was not at a a women's march in, in her city? You know what I'm exactly. saying? She could have very well been there because she was a supporter of those things. She might not like Trump. But she could also still be a racist. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So right. Th- that that's what is harmful is when 
you you are doing things and trying to advocate for advancements that only benefit yourself. And that's not advancement. <laughs> and that is not advocacy. And so when you try to wrap it up in those things, and not to say that that's what this woman is because we don't know. My point is it's just that there are women out there, white women out there like that, where we still have to be very cautious about your intentions because at the end of the day, it is about self. It has been, it always, to me, will be. Like, and we've talked about this before. I don't even like when black people do this or, you know, other people of color do this when we talk about, um, you know, just advancing for our community, but we don't support LGBTQ plus or we don't right, support right. Hispanic rights or Latino X rights, you know, just like. No, like you can't you can't have one without the other. You just can't. No, you cannot. And at what point like are we able to decipher and discern like who who the true advocates are? And I misspoke. I'm, I said Latino X, but I meant Latinx. I apologize. I you know, you're sounding ignorant. <laughs> um, one of the things, you know, I was talking about it with one of my coworkers. I think he is like a true, uh-oh, a true example of what an ally is supposed to look like. He's probably the only white man that's ever walked into my office after one of the shootings and asked me, like, "Hey, I saw some things going on in the news. How are you feeling today?" What? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I said, "You can." What's that? I almost gave him a hug. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And he used to be a teacher. And one of the cool things about having conversations with him, and he's so reflective, like he, he's so insightful and when it comes to other people and their differences. And he was talking about how the school trained him to call security when people are fighting, right? Mm-hmm. So he was saying that there were two girls in a classroom and they were like neck and neck, like he's standing between them. He said they was like grabbing each other hair. And he said that he remember he was trained to pick up the phone and call security. He said, but when he stepped out to call security, the two girls got to each other and they started fighting. Everybody's like, why'd you move? And he was like, well, that's what they trained me to do was to call security. He was like, and I thought about it. I've been programmed to think Mm -hmm. that I'm always supposed to call a superior in order to de-escalate a situation. I could have de-escalated it. I did Mm -hmm. de-escalate it. Mm -hmm. He was like, I never had to call that reinforcement. And so it's been woven into your lifestyles. It's been woven into our lifestyles. Unfortunately, we just get the harsh reality that the police ain't for us, so we don't call them. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, but everything, like, in a case of an emergency, you don't you don't want to think that the first people we want to call is law enforcement. We do. But we can't. You know what we I'm saying? So, it's, yeah. it's, it's been woven into how everybody thinks, how everybody goes to want to call people on what you see as being harmful. But the first issue is that you think that there's an emergency going on, there's not. Like, the first issue is that you're fearful of somebody who's only human. And that's your racism that you need to address. Right. But you can't address what you don't understand and what you are not aware of. So that is, that is to me, in that situation that you just described there, like, that's, that's also a situation of, like, being stuck and doing what we've always done. Like, I don't even know why I do this anymore, but it's just what we've always done, as opposed to, like he said, him realizing... I was very capable of de-escalating that situation. I I work in HR and 
to me, HR is the last stop, right? So I had a quote-unquote incident uh, last week where a little tension took place between two employees. And one of our VPs, SVPs, came to me and said, you know, do you want to be in on this conversation? She was just going to go ahead and bring um, the two employees together, have a conversation, you know, just hash it out for what it was. I was like, no, I don't think it needs to be a thing. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, you are very capable of handling this conversation and guiding this conversation along to say, okay, you know what, tensions might have been high today. Such and such, you felt this way, go ahead and explain that. Such and such, you felt this way, go ahead and explain that. She didn't have to come to me and say, I'm going to go get HR. This is what we about to do. We're about to write somebody up. You're going to be put on, you know, (laughs) an improvement plan or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, we didn't have to go all the way there. Something didn't have to end up in somebody's file. It was a misunderstanding. You know what I'm saying? And people, these days... White people, in particular, skip all of that because for some reason we are still viewed as the angry black woman, the scary black man, and all I know to do is go and call the police because I'm scared to have a simple conversation. That's just like the situation with... um, the young ladies that rented an Airbnb and on their way out, the neighbor called the police because they did not wave. Bitch, I don't owe you anything. I do not have to wave to you, but me not waving does not require you calling the police because, like, again, that is your privileged ass high horse. Right, step you're the, not step even the, the person I'm written from. Like, right, I don't gotta speak to y'all. I don't, the only thing I'm required to do is pay my fucking money. And the fact that the Airbnb, the lady who was like, um, who she rented from, was like, I mean, if she just would have said hi, if I just would have, I'm not a fucking puppet. I'm not y'all right. puppet. I don't chuck and jive when y'all want me to. I don't have to do anything. And anything. I'm. And I'm sorry, I don't know about the rest of y'all, but we were raised on stranger danger. Bitch, I don't know you. <laughs> exactly. I don't know you. So why would I be checked? Like, I don't have to. But again, that is that is that requirement of having to be two times better in everything and have to be so considerate of their feelings. Because if I don't wave, what does that say? Now, now it's getting down to those simple things. Like basic everyday everyday things of as as simple as waving because I didn't because your feelings were hurt because you thought I was rude I don't know you I'm not required to greet you I don't owe you anything and from now on you for damn sure not gonna get anything you just not yeah it's a lot of um it's just so much. I mean, bullshit. That's what it truly is. That's that's going on right now in the world. Our country, our country's in a bad place. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if we are ready to admit that yet. Like, we knew it was going to get bad when Trump became president, and we just are just waiting for us to all just go under. But, like, we are, we're not in a good place as a country. Like, our kids are being shot up. It's, it's normal. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's literally routine, routine killings that are happening across America um, not even just in schools, but, you know what I'm saying, Waffle Houses. 
Y'all got yeah. y'all taking y'all taking kids away from their families and, and put in, and having them sleeping on mattresses on the floor. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. our country our country's not in a good space right now. And if you think that you just looking out for you at this point in your life, like you got to understand Martin Luther King was just like the monument, almost like a president. But there were other people that were working to make changes. And like, right. y- y'all got to, it take a village. Like Martin Luther King went in every hood. He went Santa Claus. Like what made y'all right. think he was just in every neighborhood? Like, no, there were community leaders. There were people who were going out and making a difference because we matter. You know what I'm saying? And until we matter to ourselves, we're not going to matter to them. We never will because we keep looking at them for validation and and saving and saving and they're not our saviors. No, they're not. It's not they worth never it. will be. They it's never not have worth it. been. Exactly, exactly. They don't go to bat for us, and that's a harsh reality. And um, you know, another thing, I you saying like you being in HR and HR being the last resort. I remember I was having some work issues, and my first thought was like I want to go to HR, and I was talking to one of my friends, and she was just like. Honey, you have to remember, like, HR isn't for you. It's for the company. Like, that's a harsh reality. <laughs> that's a harsh, that's a harsh reality. Like, who is for me? And but if see, we can't be for each other, then what? So You don't I'm, have I'm, nobody else fitting for us. I'm going to go ahead and take a different approach to that. That is that is an old way to, to think. And, and maybe in some way we can relate that to the times, but that's not how I operate in my profession because there are two sides to my job. I am a representation of the employees because eight times out of 10, there's not somebody doing that. Like right. that is, that is literally quite in fact, my job <laughs> a representation of the employees, but to also keep the business in mind. HR, like, gone are those days where HR is just transactional. Um, And if you can read in between this, like, really, really mirror this to society these days. Like, gone are the days where HR is just transactional. And my only thought and concern is about how to keep the business safe. That's why we have business-minded people. That's why we have CEOs. That's why... You have somebody that is that is your CFO. <laughs> That's why you have somebody separate that is for your marketing or your sales, whatever the case may be. Everybody has a job to do. And my represent and, and my role is is specifically that. Now, if you flip that, because that is a good point, Kiana. Like, who is here for us? You know what I'm saying? Who who does that for us? And I'm not saying that anybody should necessarily be going crying to HR all of the time because I don't have that to do with 75 to 90 employees. (laughs) (laughs) Meaning I just don't have the capacity. But in society, that is why we have politics and processes and procedures and policies in place for other people to be the voices, for other people to be there for us. If, If I can't go directly to the president... I have a mayor. I have, you know, city councilmen. I have, you know what I'm saying? I have governors. Right. Like, I have state representatives. And if, if we are not holding them accountable and if they are not the voice of the community, something has to change. Because that exactly. is, in fact, what they are there to do. They are there for their constituents. And if you are not representing... Right, they're not there for their personal agenda. Exactly. They're there for ours. That's not what you're there for. That's not why you got elected. 
that is not why you are in that role because I can't get to President Trump every day. I don't have easy access, just like people don't have easy access to their CEOs. But that's why other people are in their respective roles, to do their goddamn jobs <laughs> and be a voice. So I'm going I'm to get off my, my tangent. Um, so, yeah, shout out, shout out to, the, to the white women this week. <laughs> Boy, I hope, like we out I here hope, red in the filth. Right. I hope I hope y'all enjoyed your read, <laughs> cause um, in a minute I'm gonna stop giving y'all this much shine, <laughs> cause I'm over I'm it. You. Like, listen, I'm over it. I ain't surprised I, by nothing that they do. Exactly, and I think that's probably why I did not go so far in on Roseanne because it wasn't shit that I put past her. Like, I am not surprised. It doesn't make it any um, less exhausting. But I'm just not surprised. But thank you to the people who are out here being allies. Not yes, just in front because of your face, but behind your back. There are really good people who are trying to... Are really being thoughtful and, and, and considering mm-hmm. everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think that... You you have to appreciate that because we can't we can't I think we are capable of doing it alone but we're not gonna do it alone so we need to be we right. need to be appreciative right. of the help that we do have you know what I'm saying and so um, and I also want to charge other white people who do want to do the research but want to ask black people what they should do that's not doing the research you gotta you gotta take the time out to do it yourself <laughs> if you have any questions feel free to come and ask us but that's the process. That you have to go through. That that is literature out there for you to go through. That is not a, it's not our responsibility to educate you. It's it is it absolutely is not. I will say on the flip side of that though, I welcome those questions as long as they are thoughtful, right. um, and not careless, um, and well intended. Because sometimes the best education is experience. And not everything, as we have learned, sometimes because we don't, we we have not gotten all of our black history in a book. You know what I mean? Not everything right. lives there. So I'm not necessarily going to say, I, I absolutely agree, like, you have to go and do the work yourself. But sometimes, to me, I feel like that work is having the conversation. Like, if you want to know something... You have to, but again, you have to be very intentional about how it is approached um, and how you initiate those conversations and or discussions. Like, you have to really approach it with, like, true, genuine concern for understanding and wanting to be better and wanting to know and do better. But don't come at me with the bullshit. You know what I mean? Oh, like, because no, no, I'm because no. I'm willing to, I'm willing to have the dialogue. We can do that. But at some point, you you got to go figure it out, and you have to just go do it. Like there are facts and numbers out there that support what we're saying. Now, the the facts and things may not be out there in terms of how how it makes me feel on a daily basis. I can tell you though that is it that it is exhausting. But the numbers, the information is out there. Exactly. Like. The list of black men that have been shot in the last year, the list of the number of school shootings that have taken place 
since just January, it's there. Go do that shit. Right. And pe- no, I pe- I one hundred and fifty percent agree with you. It's 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 the white it's the instances where white people think like, oh well, you know, because I'm not aware of how I can be more culturally sensitive in this area, like so so you know, I'm 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 not versed in that area, so can you tell me? No, you need to go seek that for yourself. Any additional questions that you come up with in that journey, feel free to ask me. But in right, and I'm not like a representation of everybody. Exactly, <laughs> like, exactly. Like, oh, I'm not, I'm not well versed, bitch. Me neither. I just know about me right now, and if right. you're my cousins, but I can't. That's what I'm saying. Like, go out and do the work. Don't toss that on. That's not, that's not a black person's job. And then you're robbing them of the experience that you're getting, and they have to do more work in addition to what you do. That's just, that's just not fair. Right, and. I will also say, be proactive about it. Don't wait until it happens to you. I know this is probably going to be an unpopular opinion, but I I feel some type of way about, especially recently, whether it be a black man that has been shot down or a school shooting where people are all of a sudden like, oh, we need gun reform. Uh, We need more justice for police brutality against black. Like that's been happening. Like, but now that it's happened to you, and yes, sometimes it takes those personal experiences to realize that, to realize the reality of it, but we don't have to sit around and wait for it to happen again anymore. We don't. We don't have to wait for another school shooting, and we don't have to wait for it to be your child or somebody else. Like, the time is now. We need to be preventing this from happening to anybody else. So get the fuck up. Yep. So, so. <laughs> <laughs> let's go ahead and wrap that up. Um, we are going to move on. I, ho- I hope you all enjoyed this week's topic. But um, we're going to move on to tips of the week. Kiana, who are you giving your tip to? Oh, so many people I want to give my tip to. <sighs> okay, so... First, I think I got a few. They won't be long. I want to give a 50% tip to Joe Budden, the Joe Budden podcast. They're changing their podcast. Not changing, but they're going to have a version of their podcast as a cartoon. I think it's fucking dope. It looks, it matches their personalities. Like, it's perfect. So, kudos to them for being innovative and Joe Budden joining Revolt. The second one, I I just have to give, I have to give, like, a 100% tip. To Jada Pinkett Smith. Like, the the work that she is doing on the Red, Red Table Talks, which is the series that she started on Facebook, her mm-hmm. the, the, the healing process that she's going through and showing it to other women is so empowerful and so impactful in a way that I don't even think a lot of people understand. Like, if you receive those messages at at least my age, you're, like, light years ahead already. You know what I'm saying? Like, Jada Pinkett is literally... Just changing the game with that show. And then lastly but not least, the Cleveland Cavaliers for making it to the finals. <laughs> okay. Those were all really good tips. Um, and shout out to the Cavs, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, I cannot remember who I was going to give <laughs> my tip to. I actually do remember one of them but it was a bad tip and so I'm just going to save it to just kind of air out 
on another episode. Um, so with that being said, I don't think I have a tip of the week. That's cool. So (laughs) right, you shout out three, I'll take one. Um, we can go ahead and move on to brunch spots. Where have you been brunching? Ugh, I hate to do this. Uh, So my friends are here for Memorial Day weekend. It's a lounge here called The Weekend, right? I don't think we've ever mm-hmm. been, but it's like a black lounge here. And they just started having brunch. So I was like, oh, I definitely am about to go for a little day party, kick it, and some brunch. Like, I'm thinking it's about to be D.C. Expectations just way too high. And so I hate, I'm a premises by saying I hate to do this because it's a black-owned establishment, but you Damn. still got to be held accountable. Yeah. But um, I went, the service was so bad. The champagne fruits were dirty. They didn't even oh, have a brunch man. menu. I was like, so where's the brunch menu? And they were like, we don't, we don't have a brunch menu. We just got the regular menu. I said, well, this is a day party with mimosas. This is not a brunch. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, this is not a brunch. Like, y'all lied to me. So it was just, it was poorly done. And girl, the lights went out twice. Oh, man twice so I was just like I hate to do this but I was really looking forward to it and I gotta give I can't just shy away from it because it's a black owned establishment that's the last place I went to brunch oh I was (laughs) well yeah that's that's wrapping that up so yeah it was it was a bad experience but yeah their lights kept going off (laughs) so um I'm going to backtrack for two seconds because I remembered who I was actually going to give my tip to. <laughs> um, I am going to shout out, and even though at the time of recording it has not happened yet, but I know it's about to be a good-ass time. I'm going to shout out two of um, two Bobcats and probably one of my favorite OU couples. Um, Tari and Devin, I'm going to give them a 30% tip. They, at the time of (laughs) this episode dropping, would have gotten married. So congrats to them. Um, Shout out to them for um, having 111 be a part of their day. I always appreciate um, the support from them for my business. They have been supporting me um, in 111 literally since the very beginning so shout out to Devin and Taria um so happy for you guys glad that I could witness it and be a part of your day in this way so 30% tip to y'all and um like I said I know it's gonna be a good time so can't wait to hang with all the bobcats as for a brunch spot I know I said I would do better but I don't have one so there's that (laughs) That's what that is, and well, at least you're we're here gonna leave it at that. Like I am at these terrible ass brunches, <laughs> right? Um, but maybe next time I will have one. By then, I can't make any guarantees, but we'll see. All right, so that wraps up episode twenty. Kiana, you want to give the people the uh, social media? Yes, go on iTunes and search Bitches Love Brunch, write a review, rate and write a review, um, and also subscribe. Go and follow us on SoundCloud. We can be found on social media. 
Our Instagram handle is at, is at bitches double underscore loves double underscore brunch. Um, and we have a Facebook group. Get on there, get active, um, get to meet some people. And that is the Bitches Love Brunch page on Facebook. So, yeah. All right, y'all. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.